Hello, and welcome to Franzic Radelitz FMLA Insights Podcast. I'm Jeff Novak, a partner at Franzic Radelitz, and I'm here with my partner, Bill Picorni. For those of you who aren't familiar with Franzic Radelitz, we are a law firm of about 50 attorneys focusing on labor, employment, employee benefits, and education law matters. Although we maintain a single Chicago office, we exclusively represent private and public employers throughout the country. As you are aware, each month on the FMLA Insights Podcast, we focus on a different issue or question under the FMLA and offer practical advice in handling those situations. In this month's podcast, entitled, Can We Demote or Terminate an Employee While Out on FMLA Leave? Today we'll focus on what an employer's obligations are in reinstating an employee where the employee is taking or has taken FMLA leave and is now prepared to return to work. One of the key elements of the Family and Medical Leave Act is the employee's right to return to their position after they have utilized FMLA leave. So not only does the FMLA require employers to allow otherwise eligible employees the right to take leave from their job, to attend to a serious health condition, to bond with their newborn child, or adopted or foster child, it also requires employers to return the employee back to essentially the same work situation as though they had never taken the FMLA leave. This is significant. Think about it for a second. There are few other federal laws that impose such an obligation on employers. What the regulations tell us is that when an employee returns from FMLA leave, whether they're referring to whether we're referring to a, a block of FMLA leave or intermittent FMLA leave, an employee is entitled to be returned to the same position the employee held when the FMLA leave began or to an equivalent position with equivalent pay, benefits, responsibilities, and other terms of employment. And keep in mind the employee is entitled to this reinstatement even though uh, the employer may have replaced the employee in the meantime or restructured the position to accommodate the employee's uh, absence. There are very limited exceptions to this, this reinstatement rule, and I'll explain those, those few exceptions momentarily. Let me briefly explain the employer's obligation uh, before jumping into an example that might be helpful to, to our listeners. First, you need to return the employee to an equivalent position, the same or an equivalent position. What does that mean? What is an equivalent position? The regulations tell us that it's one that is virtually identical to the employee's former position. Very specific regulations on this point, very specific language provided in the regulation. Doesn't um, give employers a ton of wiggle room, frankly. Um, pay, benefits must, uh, must be equivalent. Uh, terms, and, uh, terms and conditions of employment must be uh, virtually identical. And this might include uh, working conditions, duties, responsibilities, and even privileges. Um, these these duties, these, these terms and conditions must involve substantially equivalent skill, effort, responsibility, authority. And, and the key here is working conditions. You know, employers, employers get it. They understand that they need to um, uh, reinstate the employee back to a position with the same pay and benefits. 
But where I see problems uh, arise is when it comes to the actual terms and conditions of employment, the actual responsibilities and privileges that the employee has. This trips up employers the most. So, for example, if you've if you've got a a lower level project manager, an associate in a in a position, uh, and that employee takes leave, how often do we do we learn um, during that employee's leave that um, the replacement employee is is doing it better, <laughs> uh, more efficient, and now you're left with a quandary: where where do I return that uh, that employee? when he or she uh, comes back from FMLA leave. It's a common problem. Uh, fitting them back into a, an equivalent position can be a difficult one, but it's an issue that, that trips employers up the most. Uh, if you have a commissioned employee, for example, um, if you are returning them to a, to a commissioned position, the same pay and benefits might be the same, but are you returning them to a, a situation where they are they have the same level of responsibility for uh, client accounts? Um, there might there might be overtime issues that arise. Are you returning an employee to uh, a position that allows opportunities for overtime in the same way that the the previous position did? So, a number of issues to keep in mind with respect to equivalent position. Is the position truly equivalent? Is it virtually identical to that former position? Keep that in mind. Other things to think about when uh, considering equivalent terms and conditions. Uh, The employee typically needs to be reinstated to the the same or geographically proximate work site. Um, They're not, for instance, traveling um, longer distances to get to work to the new position than they did before. Uh, usually entitled, the employees usually entitled to return to the same shift. Keep in mind there might be uh, training obligations here as well. The regulations contemplate that if the employee is is no longer qualified for the uh, pre-FMLA position because they missed out on training or licensure or um, similar <clears throat> obligations because they were out on FMLA leave. The regulations require employers to give that employee a reasonable opportunity to fulfill those conditions upon their return to work. Equivalent pay is is pretty straightforward, uh, but the employee, keep in mind, the employee is entitled to any unconditional pay increases, which may have occurred during the time he or she was out on FMLA leave. So, for example, cost of living uh, adjustments that occur while they're out on FMLA leave. On the other hand, pay increases that are driven by such things as seniority, length of service, work performed, treat those the same as you would treat any other individual out on an equivalent leave for a reason other than FMLA. So equivalent pay benefits, pretty straightforward issue. There are, as I mentioned earlier, a couple exceptions to the reinstatement obligation on employers. An employer doesn't need to reinstate an employee, for example, when the employee is laid off due to economic reasons or the employee's shift is eliminated. Um, The employer doesn't need to reinstate an employee when the employee was hired for a specific project, and now that project uh, is complete and the employee is is no longer needed to work on that project. Um, Keep in mind that Reinstatement is not required of an employer when the employee can't perform the essential functions of the job. 
um, seems commonsensical, but um, if the employee can't do the job, there is not a reinstatement obligation as to that, that same or equivalent position. Keep in mind, however, that the employer may have some obligations under the, the Americans with Disabilities Act. There's also a, a, a reinstatement uh, exception for key employees, and we won't delve into to that. It has a pretty lengthy definition and can be, comp- uh, can be confusing for employers. But um, uh, you, employers do not need to reinstate a, a key employee, meaning those individuals uh, who are the highest paid 10% of all employees, and the employer can otherwise show that they would suffer a substantial and grievous uh, economic injury to their operations. Uh, that we'll, we'll cover that in, in a, a separate podcast well down the line. Um, let's get into a scenario uh, because this one is, is a fairly common one, and, and I'll, I'll pose it to, to Bill because he answers all the tough questions. <laughs> Thanks. Often enough, a client calls us to inform us that an employee is off on FMLA leave, let's say for a stress-related condition, because often enough that, that pops up. While the employee is out, the employer, not surprisingly, has found a pile of problems. We've all dealt with this, right? The, the situation where um, we find a, a mountain of, of work on their desk, a mountain of problems suggesting that uh, the employee, while here, has not done their work at all. Uh, recently, I counseled a client whose bookkeeper went out on leave, and during the leave, they found that the books were a mess, and a number of invoices had gone unpaid, in some cases for well over 6 to 12 months. They found these issues only because they were uncovered by the individual covering the employee's duties while out on FMLA leave. Otherwise, the employer may have never realized uh, these, these performance deficiencies. So, Bill, let me, let me turn it over to you and, and ask how you would counsel the employer in, in this situation. And in doing so, let me, let me pose two questions. First of all, how do you handle the investigation? So you've got an employee who's out on FMLA leave. They are stressed. You, you have that from their, their medical certification. And um, you're, you're left with, with all of these issues that has been uncovered by, by the employee handling the duties. Um, do you call the employee in immediately to respond to these issues? What does that investigation look like? So that, that's question number one. And, and secondly, and ultimately, um, what do you do here? Uh, can you take an adverse action uh, against an employee, and, and when do you do it? So first, let me pose the, the kind of the procedural question to you. What, what do you do now that, that these problems have been uncovered? Well, I, I guess it really is going to depend on the particular situation that you're dealing with and the the evidence of either misconduct uh, or negligence or gross incompetence, whatever it happens to be that uh, has been uncovered. Um, if the issue is relatively straightforward, it's obvious from what's been uncovered uh, that the employee is at fault and that termination is warranted, um, you know, maybe there's not a whole lot of investigation that needs to be done. 
and maybe you'll be prepared to make a decision without uh, really involving the employee. I think in most cases that's probably going to be a risky proposition, though, because whenever you're terminating somebody uh, or taking disciplinary action against somebody who's out on FMLA leave, there's a, a decent chance that you're going to uh, have some kind of claim coming down the road uh, based on that action. So you need to think a few steps ahead and ask yourself what this would look like to an outsider like a judge or a jury. Uh, and uh, you know, if you've given the employee a fair chance to respond to whatever it is that's been uncovered. So assuming that some investigation is warranted and needed here and that the employee should be offered a, a chance to respond, Again, it's really going to depend on the employee's circumstances as to whether you do that immediately uh, or wait till the employee comes back to work. In this case, if the employee's off work uh, for uh, presumably mental uh, illness reasons, uh, stress-related condition, then calling the employee while uh, he or she is on leave and uh, demanding that they uh, come into work and respond to an investigation um, probably is not going to have, uh, it, it may not look very good at the end of the day. So if the investigation can be deferred in that situation, it, it may be reasonable to do that. On the other hand, if it's an investigation that can't be deferred, if you need to make a decision right away as to what's going to happen with this employee, um, then it may be appropriate. But it's really going to depend on the circumstance, the medical documentation that you've gotten. And, uh, you know, it's, it, at the end of the day, there's probably no right or wrong answer. It's going to be a judgment call. Yeah, and, and if you're going to defer the situation and, and wait till the employee gets back, I, I would at least... Um, Send some kind of communication to that individual, letting them know that uh, you know that this issue has arisen, and, and that uh, you know we want to communicate with them at their earliest uh, uh, convenience to discuss this matter. But, you know, given that it's it's obviously uh, a serious issue for the employer. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with that. Um, you know, but again, you need to look at the situation. If they're in the mental hospital, um, you probably don't need to send that kind of letter to them there. Uh, it, it may just. Uh uh, make things worse. So. We typically recommend uh, employers not send letters to the mental hospital. Yes, yeah, yes. bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so can you take adverse action uh, against that employee? Does, in other words, does FMLA offer a shield to that employee, and, and essentially uh, <laughs> anything goes as far as the employee is concerned, and and that that FMLA acts as a shield uh, to, to protect them against any employment action. Well, that's certainly how the employee's lawyer is going to attempt to use the FMLA if you do end up terminating them and they, uh, they decide to challenge it. Um, as a legal matter, though, uh, the FMLA does not protect employees uh, against uh, adverse employment action that would occur regardless of their FMLA leave. And even when the misconduct or the, the negligence or what, whatever the issue is is discovered only because the employee's on FMLA leave and somebody else is at their desk or doing their job, um, there's a, a few cases, including I think at least one in the, the Seventh Circuit, which covers uh, Illinois, Wisconsin, and Indiana, uh, as well as uh, one or two cases elsewhere in the country, that say, no, the FMLA doesn't operate as a shield in that way. But the employer, again, needs to keep in mind that the employee is going to claim that this is all motivated by the fact that the employee is on FMLA leave. So if this is an issue that could or should have been discovered before the employee went out on leave, 
if the employee got positive performance reviews before going out on leave and all of a sudden this issue is being discovered, you may have problems. Uh, but legally, uh, no, it doesn't operate as a shield. That concludes our FMLA Insights podcast for today. Thank you for listening in on today's FMLA Insights podcast. If you have any questions or issues under the FMLA that you'd like to raise with us, please email them to us at fmla at franzic.com. This podcast is a free production of Franzic Radlett. Franzic Radlett's podcast and website are intended for general informational purposes only and are not legal advice. While we encourage your feedback, please do not send us any confidential information unless you are a client of our firm as your communications with us may not be privileged.